Hello, everyone. I am going to talk about the life events that I can remember. I had written this down, but trying to put it to some audio so people that don't like reading can listen. It's got to be in. It, it'll end up being in at least one or well, it's definitely be two, maybe three episodes if I do this correctly. Um, anyway, so my name is Glenn Scott Davidson. And I am 53 years of old, and let's get this started. So, where do I begin to speak of my life? I guess you start from the beginning. Through my parents, God gave me life. He knew me in my mother's womb, and he gave me free will to live my life my way. The choices, the decisions, whether good or bad, fall mostly on me. I had no choice to the start of my presence on this earth. I had nothing to do with the intricate design and the making of my flesh and bones. However, on April 23rd, 1968, at 10.26 a.m., out of the darkness of my mother's womb and into the light of this wonderful world, I filled my lungs with air and my journey began. I am so glad to be part of this thing we call life. To be able to love and be loved. To be able to give and to be given to. To be able to laugh and to be laughed at. To be able to smile and to be able to frown. To have both tears of joy and tears of sorrow. I am very happy to experience life. Again, I'm 53 years old. Yeah, that's a pretty long time for me. Um, so let's give this a go. Here's my first 53 years. Ancestry-wise, I am made up of Scottish, Swedish, German, English, French, Italian, basically European. I was born in the middle of the pack, the fifth child, the fourth son, to my parents, Don and Gail. Siblings in birth order are Donnie, Paul, Timmy, Cindy, myself, Billy, and Christy. I guess you could say my parents had a full quiver, a basket full of children. It certainly was great having a large family. So much always happened. Always some kind of endeavor going on. At many times it was like love and war. The good thing is if you were at war with one sibling, you could find peace with another. As a child, I do remember we did a lot of outdoor activities. A whole lot of playing with brothers and sisters and kids from the neighborhood. You see, video games were just getting started when I was a young boy, so there wasn't much time spent indoors. Of course, except for the overwhelming joy of Saturday morning cartoons. You see, back in those days, the end of the 70s, the early 80s, we had to wait till the weekend to watch cartoons. There was no such thing as Nickelodeon. We cherished cartoons like they were a rare jewel. My favorite cartoon was, and still is, Scooby-Doo. Um, it was a different era back then. You might have heard the saying that kids would go out and play from the morning until the sun sets. It actually is pretty accurate. For instance, 
my brother Billy and I would literally, at the early age of seven and nine, be gone for hours playing away from our home. Our elementary school was more than a mile from our home, and yet we would walk alone to and from school. Parents just did not have the fear like parents today. Even myself, as a parent with children, when, I, when, you know, when they were young, I would never let them be attend, unattended throughout the day like we were in my childhood. This was not just a Davidson household occurrence, by the way. The entire neighborhood's children were given the same treatment. But you know what? We survived somehow. I can't say I remember much of anything from one years of age till five. The reason I'm writing this memoir is because the older I get, the less I remember. So I really wanted to put it down on paper. I know some people, especially the youth, that can remember those early years. However, for me, I got nothing. I do know that our pet duchess, a German shepherd, was gotten around my birth. Speaking of duchess, we were real close up until her death of 10 years. She was a real sweet and kind dog. Otherwise, let's just assume those early years were fantastic. All right, there was no bumps, there was no bruises, it was just rainbows and happy days. So let's start with kindergarten. As I stated, at the early age of five to six, I would walk to school. In those days, kindergarten was a half day, which means I would have walked home alone, albeit possibly with other neighborhood children that were also released on the half day schedule. As a matter of fact, my father would have been at work and my mother did not drive. So unless you lived, I believe, more than two miles from the school, it was up to you, no school bus. It was at kindergarten that I encountered my first run-in with criminal activity. I can still vividly remember going into the cubby hall. So the cubby hall was a section of shelves that children stored their belongings. You know, you, you put your jacket and your lunch in there. On this particular day, Mrs. Bon Giovanni, my kindergarten teacher, had told us to go get our lunch. So I'm hungry and I'm ready to go eat. But man, did I get a surprise. Standing in the cubby was another boy with brown paper bag in hand and in the other, my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Whereas he munched down my sandwich. I suppose I went out hungry that day, for I was very meek and mild. I'm sure I would not have said anything about it, but boy, do I vividly remember him eating my lunch. The only other thing that I can remember at that time of my life, um, we went on a school trip to some lake and there were ducks. And I remember they were white ducks and Mrs. Bon Giovanni had on a red coat. I know it's odd, I do remember that. So let's go to first grade. All right, first grade. First love. That's right. Six years old, and I'm in love. At least I was in love. That does not mean that Louise Simeone was in love with me. She was so beautiful, a tiny little Italian girl, dark skin, dark hair, big brown, big brown eyes. I was in love. Problem was, I told my Vin, my friend Vinny Innes that I loved her. Glenn, why did you tell Vinny 
Vinny can't keep that kind of secret. Instead, Vinny has to get the whole class's attention. And he proceeds to tell everyone, including Louise, of my love for her. Let's freeze frame this. At this point, do you know what it's like to see your love roll her eyes in disgust? She was my infatuation. She was my love. It was over. What is a six-year-old boy supposed to do now? How can I go on? Oh, I went on, and I never stopped loving Louise. I just made sure I didn't tell anyone, including her. Truth be told, to this day, at nearly, or at 53 years of age, Louise Simeone, she's still my girl. She just doesn't know it. Somehow, some other man ended up getting to marry her. Good for him. Let's see, another memory from first grade has to do with oh, another girl. Okay, so in the classroom, there was a bathroom that the students used. The bathroom door did not have a lock on it. For good reasons, because you would not want a six-year-old to be able to lock him or herself in the bathroom. So therefore, on the outside of the door handle was a circular disc with green on one side and red on the other. So when you entered the bathroom, you would have to switch the disc color to red so no one would open the door on you. So I ask you, did Lisa Benevento forget to turn the said disc to red or did someone turn the disc to green? Guess what? Little Glenn had to make a Wii. So to my horror and mainly Lisa's horror, I proceeded to open the door on her. The look of fright on her face as she sat on the toilet and the feeling of, oh, on mine. So what does a six-year-old boy do now? Well, he runs over to the desk, a desk, a desk that has no sides, just skinny chrome legs, and he hides under it. Maybe, just maybe she won't find me. Anyway, so that's my six-year-old experience with two little Italian girls. Uh, second grade, nothing really vivid to remember in those years. <laughs> no, not true, not true at all. So it was a lovely, sunshiny, terrific day. I was out playing with my neighborhood friend and it was time to go home. Now I remind you, I am about seven years old and I know where I live and which house is mine. I've entered and exited what was a large home for a seven-year-old many, many times. Like many homes, we had a front and a back door. Actually, our home had two front doors and two back doors. Anyway, so for whatever reason, my extremely conservative, quiet, soft, and humble mom, she went rogue on me. So here I am, I'm seven years old, and I find myself walking up the back steps to our back door. The the day, however, this day, however, the back door was locked. So it was always locked. So what would any small seven-year-old boy do? Well, he would knock on the door, so mom would come and open the door. Now my mom is blonde, and she doesn't wear a lot of makeup. So here's seven-year-old Glenn knocking for his blonde mom to open the door. But unbeknownst to little Glenn, a woman with black hair and bright red, red lipsticks opens the door. She proceeds to ask me, this loving conservative mother of seven years of my life proceeds to tell me 
His mom doesn't live here anymore. And who are you? Horror, sheer panic, and terror have now filled my little body. Right before the complete breakdown and loss of bodily fluids from my little body, my mom takes off the wig and reveals her true identity. To this day, my mother has no explanation for her absolutely crazy behavior. Why me? Why a tiny seven-year-old? Was it just something that she ate that day that made her go rogue? I guess these answers will never be known. Third day, third grade. Oh, let's go swimming. You see, when I was a young boy, before we got our own pool, we used to go to the town pool. Typically, town pool experience, multiple lifeguards, stands, you know, young and old, wading in the pool, splishing and splashing, the whole thing. I used to walk into the pool from the steps and do the famous doggy paddle. Push myself off the bottom of the pool, paddle from side to side. This is not difficult, I think. I'm ready to hit the diving board. This was big time. Not four foot deep, but 12 foot deep. So there were two diving boards, low board and high board. This little guy was brave, but not crazy. So low board is gonna be. Climb the ladder, walk to the edge of the board, He's knocking, boing, plunge. At this point, what I see is the sunlight shining through the top of the water, say, eight feet above me. I am now doggy paddling like no other eight-year-old has doggy paddled in his life. The problem is, I wasn't getting anywhere. You see, there was no bottom for me to push off from. Luckily for me, before my lungs filled with water, one of the lifeguards was pulling me out of the water to safety. The lifeguard, the lifeguard did her job. She saved me. The problem was the other lifeguard who was also going to save me slipped off of her stand and fell on the concrete. Scratched and bruised, this lifeguard tried to walk it off. Not gonna happen. The lifeguard fainted and paramedics were called in to take her to the hospital. Oh, Glenn, just had to try the deep end, didn't I? One other thing that happened in third grade, the infamous snitch and tattletale Zinnianus stapled his finger in the staple gun. I wish he would have stapled his mouth shut in first grade and saved me the embarrassment of the Louise situation. Fourth grade. This would turn out to be the year that changed the Davidson household forever. I actually wrote this and it made me tear up and it's hard to actually talk about uh, to this day um, but this is a part of life that I spoke about earlier there are tears of sorrow in life so I'll, I'll just read this what I wrote I am standing in the kitchen and my mother answers the phone I can hear mom say stop it that's not true is he okay i can remember as a young 10 year old boy the fear and worry that came from that phone call mom told me that my brother donnie was in a car accident go get cindy and billy to come home i remember running 
to my sister Cindy's friend Maureen's house and knocking on her door. I can still see in my mind's memory of two young girls saying to me, don't say that, only to burst out in tears when they realized this was no joke. I then had to proceed to get my younger brother, Billy, from his friend's house and bring him home. From there, everything seems to, ble to just blur together. Unfortunately, in those days, there were no cell phones. My brother Donnie, as many young children growing up, was using the family vehicle. Donnie was supposed to pick up my father at work in order to use the vehicle. To think that my mom could not get in touch with my father to tell him of the accident is so sad. I can remember my father pulling up in front of the house and getting out of a yellow taxi cab because Donnie was supposed to pick him up from work. It, it seems like in an instance, although it had to be hours for some and at least a day for others, close family arrived at our house. I don't remember my parents telling us that our sweet oldest brother had died. Maybe my mind purposely deleted that news. Um, Donnie was only 16 years old. He was a child. They say that my brother's funeral vehicle procession line was one of the longest at his time. It seemed to have stretched for an eternity. He was well loved by so many family and school friends. It's hard to talk about still to this day. Um, to this day, I have different opinions on open caskets at funerals. I will say, though, for a sudden tragic end to life where there was no chance to say goodbye, that an open casket wasn't needed. Um, for instance, my grandma Davidson has stated, I cannot believe Donnie is gone unless I see her. Although I wish I had the chance to hug my brother while he was living and say goodbye, to be able to lean over his casket and give him one final kiss and, s and say goodbye was helpful. There is one thing that I had struggled with for many years and still from time to time regret to this day. The day before my brother died, I was being, for, for choice of, um, of lack of words, a little brat to me. I had really wished my last time and uh, moments with him were good memories. Yes, of course, I loved him and he loved me and siblings will fight and argue. I just so wish our time did not end that way. And although I still don't do this perfectly myself, I always encourage people to be kind to one another. I miss him to this day. I don't remember much about him. But I do wonder how life would have been. Or actually how his life would have been. More than likely he would have been married and had children of his own, of his own. I wish he could have experienced the many things that we all take for granted. Life is 
precious and it is a gift. Ooh, okay. So that's tough. I knew it would be tough to say, but all right, let's go on. <clears throat> Fifth grade. This would be the year, the end of fourth, beginning of fifth, that my wrestling career started. I say career because I started at a young age, 10 years old, and continued through my high school years. I probably would have wrestled in college, but I needed a break. My brother Donnie was a wrestler, so I don't know if that is why my father had Billy and I start wrestling pretty much right after his death. But for whatever the reason, it turned out well. I would go on to be a champion. The East Coast champ. Right, boys? That's in reference to my young boys. We always talk about that. Not my young boys. My boys, they're not, they're not growing up. Um, I can remember going to the first practice at Bayshore Wrestling. Here I was, a young, lanky kid. I had no idea how to wrestle. I can remember and visually visualize the smell of the cold, gray, concrete basement locker room. It was a territory I was not familiar with. This was the big leagues. It was intimidating. Sure, there were kids my size and smaller, but there were also high school boys that looked like giants. We had two main coaches, Coacher, Coach Jumper Legio who was an all-time great, and Coach Brzezinski. Coach Leggio was a no-nonsense, tough individual. He wanted his athletes to be aggressive and rough. I, on the other hand, was speaking mild. Therefore, Coach Brzezinski was more my kind of coach. Coach Brzezinski knew to get through to me was not going to be you know, rah-rah, tough guy approach. Whereas the non-aggressive, and non-rough guy attitude that I possessed bothered Coach Leggio. The calm and collect attitude that I had, Coach Brzezinski, he got it. You did not have to slap me in the face to get me going. I would just walk out on the mat and get it on. This meek and mild and gentle boy was wrecking all of the experienced and aggressive tough boys. I think it bothered Coach Leggio that I walked into his training domain and pretty quickly started beating up on his already taught and trained youth. Coach Leggio probably pondered how this quiet boy did this so efficiently. If only he got angry, what would he be like? That's what he's thinking. But that is a question we will never know. I just was not that kind of a kid. Another event that started for me around this age was going hunting with my dad and brothers. My father used to take me and my brother Billy and prop us up in the top of trees on their limbs while he hunted from a tree stand below us. Man, I can remember how cold it was in those trees. It was such a joy to go on those hunting trips with my dad and brothers. Making up a campground, sleeping in tents, building a fire. Myself and Billy, we would go around the woods and find old dead trees that were still standing and pretending to be big strong men we would knock those trees to the ground by pushing on them 
It was from learning and enjoying these times of hunting with my dad and brothers that I would go ahead and do the same with my boys one day. It is a special time for fathers and children to enjoy nature together. Our summer trip to Nebraska, this was a really good time. This would be my first trip, uh, well actually this would be my first time seeing a majorly different territorial area of the United States. Wide open and flat, this was cowboy country. They did not even speak like us, different accent. Soda is called a pop and a brown bag is called a poke. My cousins lived on a 40 acre, 40 acre farm. One of the first things I remember doing with my dad when we got there was going out into the pasture. I had never seen a horse up close and in person until then. Captain was his name and he came running towards us. I can still remember standing there anxious and fearful. My father and I ended up climbing up on Captain's saddle. Giddy up. We were galloping through those fields, wind blowing through our hair, fresh air filling our nostrils. It was both intimidating and exhilarating at the same time. My Nebraska family had an actual storm cellar, just like the Wizard of Oz. It was out in the pasture. Basically, it's a large steel oval door horizontally to the ground. Opening the hatch, you would climb down into a sunken concrete shelter. I would, I would experience the fun task of trying to catch a little piglet. I remember that. And I got a ride for the first time on a dirt bike. Um, I got to go to a real rodeo, but most of all, enjoying time with my favorite relatives. This year would also be my first fist fight. A boy sat in my chair. I wasn't able to, I, I wasn't about to have that. So I slapped him in the back of the head, whereas he proceeded to punch me square in the nose. Let the tussle begin. I would say effective damage done goes to me although I ended up with the bloody nose. Hey class, it's time for a spelling bee, says the teacher. It's down to the very end. Only about four kids left. Glenn, spell yo-yo. I stand there tall and proud. It is spelled W-O hyphen W-O. Oh, let the ripping begin chance of students yelling out whoa whoa and laughing hysterically at me uh, let's just say i don't like spelling bees to this day um i grew up in a christian household i would say it was about this time frame that i fully understood what christ had done for me this would be around the time that i accepted jesus as my savior I believed and understood that he was the Son of God. As John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will have everlasting life. I believe that to be true to this very day. So this is going to be part one, and hopefully we'll be able to start the next section with sixth grade.